What did I tell you? What did I tell you? What did I tell everybody here for the last, what, I don't know, six months? What did I say? I told everybody that Jalen Hurts was the freaking man, right? I told every single person, everybody, whoever you are and you wanted to have that little creep of doubt uh, come into your head, which I know a lot of people did because you had to listen. You had to listen to these stupid-ass analysts, right? You had to listen to all these dumb-ass people who had to tell you that uh, Jalen Hurts isn't Deshaun Watson. Jalen Hurts isn't Dak Prescott. Jalen Hurts isn't Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts is a backup. He was overdrafted. He shouldn't have been picked in the second round. The Eagles reached. Screw you. Jalen Hurts is the freaking man. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback for this team for the next 10 years. I knew it after the New Orleans game. I knew it then. I knew it then last season, but people had to, you know, you couldn't believe it. You know why? Because it it, it was, it, it can't be true, right? It can't be. They couldn't have got a guy in the second round who they supposedly overdrafted, right? They, they, they couldn't get a guy who, who was picked in the second round when they had a quarterback on their roster for $130 million guaranteed, which they did, by the way. He couldn't be that good. It had to be lucky. All the Arizona game, well, Arizona stinks, right? The New Orleans game, oh, we caught them off guard. Arizona, well, Arizona stinks. Okay, then the Dallas game. The first half goes really well. Deshaun scores the touchdown, right? The bomb gets hurt, and then all of a sudden the offensive line falls apart. The team itself falls apart, and everybody goes, aha! They point their fingers. They say, that's Jalen Hurts. There he is. He's a rookie, right? He's a rookie playing without a preseason, no training camp, and was put into his first uh, real significant game action in December. Please, screw you. Jalen Hurts is the man. I believe in Jalen Hurts. I've told everybody I believe in Jalen Hurts. The reason I believed in Jalen Hurts is because guess what? Jalen Hurts outworks everybody. That's what he does. That's what he does. And if you haven't caught on by now, guess what? Spoiler, the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the Atlanta Falcons today 32-6. to What did I say on Thursday? I told you when you listen to the show on Friday, the Eagles could blow these guys out and they blew them out. Why? What, what, what happened? How did the Eagles, a four-win team last year, get so good? Well, here's a start. Their quarterback is no longer the worst quarterback in the NFL, right? It's just so funny to me that everybody had to think and, and, and try to imagine ways that the Eagles sucked and just couldn't come to the conclusion, the logical conclusion that, yes, the offensive line was decimated with injuries. That was a big deal, but that the quarterback absolutely sucked. Oh, it can't just be that. It can't be just that. And again, I'm not saying it was just that, but that was the biggest factor as to why the Eagles sucked. And here, we're going to talk about this game. We're going to talk about a lot of things that were impressive here. Coaching is obviously 150 times better on this team than it was last season as well. We're going to go over it. But the Eagles, like I said, they defeated the Atlanta Falcons today 32-6. to So you want to know the five reasons why the Eagles were able to win this game today? Let's just go over it. Let's go over the five reasons why the Eagles beat the Atlanta Falcons. First, we're going to go with five. Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard was the fifth reason, and why is that? He made an unbelievable touchdown catch. And we could quote the, the, the catch word here because I'm not so sure it was a catch, but hey, it was ruled a catch on the field. 
They didn't overturn it. It was reviewed. It was a great read from Hertz. Um, Goddard made a great play. It was nice to see, hey, the Eagles actually make a play on the other side. You know, a spectacular type play. Even if it was controversial, um, it counted. He gets five. Now four. Four, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith scored our first touchdown. Devontae Smith had 71 yards receiving today. Devontae Smith got open constantly in the middle of the field. If the Eagles really wanted to, they could have featured more to Devontae Smith and he would have easily went over for 100 yards. Guess who Devontae Smith was better than today? Uh, Calvin Ridley, that complete crybaby. Calvin Ridley, yep. He, the, uh, Devontae Smith was much better than Calvin Ridley. He was the best Alabama receiver on the field today, bar none. Devontae Smith is the man. And guess what? His slim frame meant nothing today on the field. I didn't see one part of Devontae Smith that made me think, oh, he can't hang. Because guess what? He sure as hell can hang. He's going over 1,000 yards this year. Pencil that in. No injuries. He goes over 1,000 yards, guaranteed. He's the best receiver we've had in a couple years on this team, bar none. Not even close. It's not even up for debate. This is the best we've had since Jeffrey in 2017. Now, third. Third reason why. How about Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders had a great game. A sneaky good game. Uh, 76 yards rushing. You know, he had the great play there on the screen pass. Great blitz protections. Three or four times today I could count where Miles Sanders made great blitz pickups. He was great today. And Kenny Gainwell, also really good. The thing that was shocking to me is there was no Boston Scott. Boston Scott did not take a snap today. They strictly were in with Sanders and Gainwell. And again, I know people will say, oh, come on. That's a good thing. You, you have a guy in reserve in Boston, Scott. That's fine. You don't have to burn your horses if you don't have to. And they kept the two here. You saw the pony package a couple times today with the two running backs out there. But if you did notice, in the two-minute drill, they stuck with Gainwell. So that's the one thing. They believe Gainwell is a better pass receiver, obviously, and he is. So that's kind of where Gainwell gets on the field over Miles Sanders. But Miles Sanders was terrific today. He was really good. He had a lot of good runs. He actually should have had more yards rushing, but the stupidity of some of the offensive linemen, namely Lane Johnson, shockingly, with his two horrific holding calls, and Isaac Ciamalo, who just doesn't understand what uh, the snap count is ever, I, I just I can't get happy enough thinking Landon Dickerson could take his spot eventually because, trust me, he is the weak link of this offensive line. It's not even up for debate. But the point was the Eagles, uh, when they weren't trying to self-implode on the offensive line with their stupid uh, pre-snap penalties and even post-snap penalties, the running game was successful. Now, second reason why, the entire defense. It didn't look like that starting in the first quarter. That The, the first quarter, the defense couldn't have looked worse, right? The one thing they did was they didn't let the Falcons score, but they got inside the 10-yard line twice, and they didn't break. But, I mean, the, the Falcons controlled the, the game in the first quarter. They had the ball for 12 minutes. We had one drive. Luckily, we scored. But, I mean, the point was we had one drive in that first quarter, held the ball for three minutes. That defense was out there a lot. But guess what? I, I Listen, was I impressed with Jonathan Gannon today? No, I really wasn't. I didn't see anything from Jonathan Gannon that was different from what I saw from Jim Schwartz for the last five years. The Eagles did not come with any exotic blitz packages, which was disappointing. It was disappointing to me. I was disappointed that we didn't see it. But I will give credit where credit's due, and the Falcons, for some reason, just melted in that second from the second quarter on. 
I mean, the, the only successful drive they were potentially going to have, they completely just aced themselves with two completely stupid offensive pass interference plays, which they both clearly were because these two idiots, Hurst and uh, Ridley, not knowing to not just dop, drop your shoulder into the guy when he's running by. If they don't do that, I mean, they, they could have had, they could have got themselves back into the game with those drives, but or with that drive, but they didn't. And that's why the defense was able, and especially in the fourth quarter, the, the pass rush was incredible in the fourth quarter. It took three quarters, but the Eagles defense line finally started beating up their offense line. The running game slowed down precipitously. Um, they had 100 yards in the first half. They barely had any yards in the second half running the ball. So there was some good halftime adjustments, but yeah, the D-line showed up finally in the second half, and it, was, you know, it wasn't too little too late. Javon Hargrave was a menace in that second half. Fletcher Cox had an unbelievably big pressure. Uh, Hassan Ridgeway. So right, right there when you think about it too. Our most successful rushers of the day here, pass rushers, were our defensive tackles. They were the three best pass rushers we had on the day. It was obviously uh, uh, Javon Hargrave was one, and then Ridgeway and Cox. You know, it, Brandon Graham had a nice stop, but I mean, it was disappointing. Today our defensive ends didn't. I, I thought Sweat and Kerrigan were going to have really good games. Didn't happen. But we won 32-6. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh my gosh, that's a terrible sign. We won 32-6. And our defensive tackles looked great. And Darius Slay, by the way, fantastic game from him. Steven Nelson, I thought, fantastic game from them. Our corners were great. Um, disappointing that Marcus Epps got hurt so early because Kayvon Wallace had to play. And let me tell you this. Kayvon Wallace, I don't know if he got it. That's all I'm going to say. Again, I, I was disappointed with Kayvon Wallace. Missed tackles. Um... He did play better in the second half, that I give you. But again, he, he might just need more reps because it is concerning. And, and I will not ever understand why the Eagles did not have Elijah Riley up today. Because you had two safety, or three safeties up. One gets hurt on the first drive of the game. And it's like, now you're down to two safeties. What if one of them got hurt? I mean, I, my guess would be that Maddox was going to slide back and, you know, McPherson or, you know, Shakir were going to come in and play the other corner spot. But again unnecessary, just unnecessary when you have the opportunity to bring somebody up from the practice squad, especially because Rodney McLeod is going to be back here shortly. So it's like, in the meantime, use that call up at safety because right now you needed it. You definitely needed it today. But what what's the number one reason the Eagles won? And again, we could say Nick Sirianni. I thought he coached really well. Uh, again, we'll talk about him in a little bit. But the number one reason why they won was Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is the man. I've said this. People didn't want to believe it. Jalen Hurts is the man. I get it. Oh my gosh. We can't believe in the Eagles. You can't believe in Jalen Hurts, right? Right? God forbid. God forbid you believe in Jalen Hurts. Well, guess what? Jalen Hurts is the truth. He is the real deal. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So let's go over. Oh, wait. He can't complete passes. 52% completion percentage. Uh, that's gone. He was 27 to 35 today. Oh, uh, 264 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, one sack, a quarterback rating of 126.4. Remember last year, the whole thing was, can Carson Wentz get to 100 and he never could? Jalen Hurts' first start, 126.4. And oh yeah, on top of that, he also had 62 yards rushing. Jalen Hurts is the man. He is the man. This is his team. Get used to it. I couldn't be happier. He is one of my all-time favorite players one game in. Because this guy, everybody just threw sticks and stones and everything at this guy. Every single thing was thrown at, oh, you're not the guy. They won't name you the starter. This, that, everything, everything, all the... Listen, if he was 
at all mentally weak. This guy would have crumbled months ago. But he, he just blows everything off because he's a winner. He's a winner. He is a winner. We are so lucky that Jalen Hurts is the quarterback of this team. I couldn't be happier. He, I, I Literally, that guy is every single thing I want in a football player. He is every single thing I want in a football player. I love Jalen Hurts. I am the biggest fan of Jalen Hurts. And let me tell you this. That show a couple uh, two drafts ago where I couldn't believe the Eagles picked a quarterback in round two, if you go back and listen to it, like I say to tell people was, was them picking a quarterback in round two completely idiotic? Of course it was when you paid your quarterback $130 million. But guess what? I told everybody in there, I actually like the player. I think he's going to be really good. I think he has an opportunity to be really good. He's proven me, like, not correct. I was wrong. I underplayed him. He's 100,000 times better than that because he's a winner. I couldn't be happier. It's the luckiest pick the Eagles have ever made. They finally got lucky with the draft pick because it was stupid to pick him there. But then they did the right thing. They let this guy play. They realized, okay, yeah, he actually is really good. We're going to get rid of that freaking idiot, the other quarterback, um, and we're going to go with him. And guess what? We're 100 times better off. Just imagine what we're going to look like even next year when we have uh, cab space and extra uh, three, potentially three first-round picks because, oh yeah, that's right, the first-round pick we're going to have for our team this year is going to be a lot lower because, oh, that's right, we're good. Like, I knew we were going to be good. Like, I told everybody we are going to be good. Oh, well, you beat Atlanta. Who cares? No, no, they stink. Don't get me wrong. But we didn't just beat Atlanta. We beat the shit out of Atlanta. So that's what you do. Good teams beat the shit out of bad teams. And we beat the shit out of a bad team in their home stadium because Jalen Hurts is the man. Now, I will go over the coaching staff here, but I do have a quick word from Anchor. Now for Nick Sirianni. Listen, the offense, I love it. In terms of what they do on offense, there's a lot of misdirection. There's a lot of motion. Um, there's a lot of things going on in terms of their run-pass options. Like you saw today with Quez Watkins, they do this thing where it, there's an option. It's an option to hand the ball off. It's an option. It's almost like a triple option. Hertz could keep it, or he could throw the screen, and it worked. Th- th- that's how you run wide receiver screens. Like we would run them with Peterson. And it was just they'd go nowhere because there was no imagination behind them. Now the defense has to defend two other things prior to defending the screen, which gives the opportunity for the wide receiver when he catches the ball to have a, this thing called a little bit of space, and they could actually make plays then outside the box. That's what happened today. It happened for Quez, and it happened for Rager. That is the the genius behind his offense. Now, in regards to some of the play calling in the fourth quarter, especially, I didn't like it. I thought we were playing way too conservative in a two-possession game. He kind of took the ball out of the quarterback's hands, and we were trying to run the ball. Like, the, the fourth and two play, which was as freaking idiotic a play as I could recall. Listen, it was third and two. We go to throw the football. It's incomplete. Once you throw it on third and two, you have to throw it on fourth and two. Then we run it on fourth and two and we're stuffed. No, you run it on third and two if you want to run it on fourth and two or fourth and one because you're going to hopefully get at least a yard. But you do not go pass throw or pass run. And that was the stupid thing that he did. There was another instance in there where Kelsey oversnaps hurts, of course, because he had to have one stupid snap today. They get nine yards, then they run another handoff and they lose five. It was just like stupid things like that. That's what happened today. The running game had its problems in that respect because, it, but that was Sirianni calling these stretch plays. That was the only problems I had with Sirianni. I, I did not have a problem with him trying to establish the run. I love that we beat the hell out of the Falcons up the middle. We ran the ball really well. When we weren't committing stupid holding penalties, we really were dominating, uh, dominating the game. And I said that. 
you were going to find out really quick. Listen, if their defense line dominated our offense line, the season was over. Well, spoiler, they didn't. We dominated their defense line. And if our defense line could not beat their offense line, spoiler, we were in trouble. And guess what? We were in trouble because it took three quarters. But then guess what? Our defense line absolutely demolished their offense line. I was happy with Nick Sirianni. I thought he did a really good job. He had a couple boneheaded things today. But again, first game, we won 32 to 6. I mean, really, if I'm going to nitpick the guy, we won 32 to 6. It was a blowout. He was very good today. Great debut. Um, listen, I want to just throw a big thank you to Jeffrey Lurie for forcing the Eagles to pick Jalen Hurts in round two. I, the fact that he thought he could be Russell Wilson. Jeffrey Lurie doesn't get talked about enough for making that pick. I know that was his pick. That's why how he did it. Thank you, Jeffrey Lurie, for doing that. Now, some other little nuggets from this game. Uh, first and foremost, Aaron Sipos is 1.5 billion times better than Cameron Johnston. They aren't even remotely close. This guy punting today was incredible. He had some incredible punts today. He had four better punts today than I think Johnston may have had in his career as an Eagle. I am so happy he's the punter. What a find by the Eagles. He is really good. He is a really, really good punter, and we need that. Now, on the other end, uh, Rager as a punt returner is absolutely atrocious. Jalen Rager sucks as a punt returner. I do not want him punt returning. I don't want him to anywhere near the football, really, in terms of uh, special teams. He was terrible today. There was the one in the fourth quarter he caught. He could have went 10, 10 yards forward. He, like, ran sideways. I'm like, what are you trying to do, hit a home run? Bro, you got to hit singles. You can't hit home runs. You have no power. So don't try to hit home runs. You get singles because that's what we need you to be right now. We need you to just be adequate as a punt returner because that's what, again, here we are. Uh, this seems like what? The fucking fifth, uh, excuse my cursing there, but 15th straight year we don't have a punt returner? I mean, really, it's been since what? Sproles with Chip Kelly? We we can't get a punt returner? Please, can we get guys who could return the football? Like Cordero Paris, uh, Patterson was returning it for the Falcons today. I'm like, that guy's on his like 14th team. Why don't we sign him? It's not like he's getting big money. Why not make it a priority to go out and get somebody who could handle kick and punt returns? Oh, that's a roster spot. Who cares? It's important. My God, the neglect on it is just so stupid to me. I can never understand it. Now, other things. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, his paycheck did not dictate his playing time today, which was a great sign. Um... I'm not saying I had a problem. Like, the one play he had, the big play down the sidelines, where, yeah, Hurts definitely underthrew him, and I, it, it was probably one of his poor throws of the day, but it was a completion that Hurts did drop. The Eagles got lucky that the Falcons didn't challenge it. Uh, they were good, and they didn't. But Zach Hurts' uh, paycheck did not dictate his playing time. I do not like this three tight end setup the Eagles went into a couple times where they tried to run the ball towards it. It just never worked. That fourth and four play in the first half, that was another stupid play by Sirianni. It's fourth and four. You have four, three tight ends on the field. Like, what are you doing, man? Put Quez Watkins out there. You you drafted Rager in the first round. And Smith, put your speed out there. It's fourth and four. Let's put our slowest lineup on the field. That was stupid to me, and I hope that stuff gets scrapped. Remember, I get it. These are learning experiences for the coach, and we should be fortunate that he was able to learn in the game we dominated. But those are things you got to just take them and throw them in the garbage. Three tight end sets and fourth and four, never again. Running the ball or throwing the ball on third and two and then running it on fourth and two, never again. Stupid things like that. But let me tell you this. 
This team is so much better than people wanted to believe. I told everybody, stop listening to these geeks who know nothing. Stop turning on Philly radio and listening to these geeks who have to be doubters, that nothing could be good. They can't be good. They can't be good because they were bad last year. They just can't be good. I'm thinking, we were bad last year because Jamon Brown was playing right guard in some football games for us. We were bad last year because Lane Johnson barely played. We were bad last year because Brandon Brooks didn't play. We were bad last year because Jason Peters had to play. Right? I mean, come on. Isaac Ciamalo, who, by the way, is our fifth best lineman by a lot, he was out for 10 games even. So please, spare me. Spare me that the Eagles don't have a very good offense line. I told you if it's healthy, they're elite. That's clear and obvious. It's clear and obvious. Don't tell me this team can't make the playoffs and make a run. Because guess what? They can. Because Jalen Hurts is the freaking man. I want apologies. I want apologies. I want apologies. I want apologies from everybody because I told you, I told everybody, Carson Wentz was the number one problem with the Philadelphia Eagles last year. Oh, it can't be him. It's a team's... He sucked at a level that is uncomprehendable. He was so unbelievably horrific as a quarterback. And now we got somebody who knows how to play the position, and look what happens. First time we scored 30 points in two years. Two years took us to score 30 points. Oh, by the way, uh, again, and again, I don't give a shit about Carson Wentz now. I just want him to stay healthy, play as many games as he can um, so we can get a first-round pick. But I read a report thing. It's funny on uh, going on Twitter that people are saying they never saw the Colts offensive line play this bad. Go figure, right? Well, when your quarterback holds the ball for seven hours and has no idea what to do with it, that's what happens. And by the way, I look at his stat line. He didn't even play that bad one. So according to his stat line, I'd have to watch the game because, again, stats lie. But, I mean, his box score looked all right. And if Frank Reich can fix him, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. You are in the Hall of Fame. Of Co- they actively induct him into the Hall of Fame. But who cares about them? I'm caring about the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is the freaking man. Now, next week, big game. And we'll talk about it on Thursday. Um, this is a team we're going to be playing next week that a lot of people think are, you know, they could be, uh, what, a Super Bowl contender. I mean, they, they almost blew uh, a 38-10 to 10 lead to the Lions, but they could be a Super Bowl contender, and it's our home opener, the Eagles and the 49ers. And we will talk about what the 49ers do and their two quarterbacks and Debo Samuel and whoever else we got to talk about, but we play them next week in Philadelphia. It's ironic, right? Last year we played a, an NFC West team as our first game um, in the link, and that was the Rams. Now this year we get the 49ers. Cool. This is a different team. This is a different team. We did not blow the 16-plus point lead this week or uh, this year like we did last year on opening day. The Eagles are for real. Get yourself excited. Allow it. And, and stop listening to fools. If you want to know about this football team, listen to me. Just listen to me. I will tell you the truth. I've been telling everybody the truth for six months. I've been trying to tell everybody the truth for six full months about what this team was going to be. I told everybody today in this game that Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith were going to show out, and they showed out. I'm not just saying it because I just 
like these are gut feelings. Listen, I know what we're doing. I know the players. I know the matchups. I study this stuff. I, I I'm obsessed with the Eagles. I know what's gonna happen. Listen to me. I will lead you in the right direction. We will be back on Thursday. We will preview the 49ers game. And guess what? Spoiler, the Eagles are going to beat the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday as well. Jalen Hurts is the freaking man. So to wrap things up here, let's go with the geek of the week. The geek of the week was our offensive line and their pre-snap penalties. That was the geek of the week's. I guess the five guys there were the geeks of the week, right, in regards to their pre-snap penalties. But it really wasn't five guys. It was Isaac Ciamalo and Lane Johnson. And Lane Johnson's weren't even pre-snap. They were post-snap penalties. But those, I would say, were our geeks of the week because I was going to give it to Jonathan Gannon because he just did not blitz one time today. But the defense gave up six points. So, I mean, really, what are you going to complain about that? If we give up six points every game, spoiler, we're going to go unbeaten. Um, Geeks of the week, Isaac Ciamalo. Lane Johnson. Now, freak of the week, uh, Jalen Hurts, because Jalen Hurts is the freaking man. Jalen Hurts, freak of the week. Let's just be thankful, and let's keep an eye on this. This week is his ankle, because on the touchdown pass to Rager there at the end, he got hit low. They had to get the ankle taped. Very concerned. They haven't said much about it. I hope he's okay. It sounds as if he's okay, but these things tend to pop up in the middle of the week. You'll see all Jalen Hurts on the injury report. So let's just keep our fingers crossed that there's nothing wrong with Jalen Hurts' ankle because guess what? He is the freaking man. So I want everybody to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated. Go Eagles. Go. 